Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. episode of this week's episode i am your host evan goldstein with me as always is the wonderful karen randazzo drew baca and the amazing chris randazzo i'm not thinking confetti cannons <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us for the uh, what is this episode 93 i think for the week 93 of august 7th 2017 where Karen, you chose the show. We are going to be discussing Justified, Season 4, Episode 11, Decoy. But before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Please help us with the shows. I mean, like so much television out there. There's only so much that we know about. If there's something you want us to watch, let us know. Karen... Yeah, I haven't watched this show in a long time. I think I, I thought you the, hadn't seen it at all. I th- well, I haven't. I ha- I, th- I think I made it through season two. Oh, and I don't know why I stopped. I, I don't enjoyed either. this show. It's a great show. It's and season two was like show. the best one. <laughs> um, what made you pick this particular episode? Uh, I think this is one of the best episodes that exists of this show. And it really allows all the cast to show off their characters. Like, yeah. everybody gets a good moment in this episode. It's and there's even some true. fun guest stars. Okay, okay, so now, when we're talking about fun guest stars, are we talking about Constable Bob? He's one of them. Okay, because Constable Bob was my favorite part of this episode. Well, how could he not be? I didn't realize. Is Patton Oswald not a norm on this show? Like in the later seasons? He was season? a semi-regular guest. guest. Um, oh, okay. This season and I think the season before. Two and okay. three and four, I think. This, I mean, ju- jumping into this episode, not having seen any of the previous 11 episodes of this season, I didn't have any problem following whatsoever. Like, you definitely get the idea what the hell is going on. Who's pissed off? Who wants to kill whom? Who wants to protect whom? And it just plays really, really well. Yeah, they did a really good job setting everything up. You they also with... do a good job cutting their previous lease. <laughs> yes, they they absolutely did. That did help a lot. Um, So, the only thing that I didn't fully understand was... um. In the INDB listing, he's listed as Sheriff Shelby Parlow. Uh-huh. Um, but what, what they keep calling him? Drew, Drew, Drew. Thompson. Drew the Thompson. whole season was about trying to find a dude named Drew Thompson. And this okay. guy was Sheriff Shelby the whole time he was actually Drew Thompson. Yeah, what and- happened was in the 70s, I think, he and this other guy, Waldo Truth, uh, they had a plane, and they Man, had a bunch of drugs in the plane. In show. And they, yes, they have great names in the show. <laughs> They're amazing <laughs> names. <laughs> Anywho, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, they found a body that was supposed to be Drew Thompson. Uh, okay. That he supposedly jumped out of the plane, and his parachute didn't work, and so he died. <laughs> but it turns out that... the they switched that it was actually Drew pushed Waldo out of the plane and then he disappeared for like 40 years and he, he was like one of the greatest unsolved cases in the history of this town. Okay. And so, and the reason that he had to disappear was that he had witnessed some kind of mob thing and that. if the mob knew he was alive, they would kill him, which is why 
Nikki Augustine, who is played by the the bald guy whose name I can't Mike remember. Mike O'Malley. Mike O'Malley. The host of Nickelodeon Guts. That's why... God, <laughs> That's why he his contingent was looking for him. Mike O'Malley. I wish I could put inflection in the title of our episodes. Um, so, how long... Or where was he sheriff? He was sheriff in Harlan. Uh, he so they was, have a he, lot of law enforcement in that town. Well, there's a lot of turnover. <laughs> yeah, and he was you know part of the police department. Most of the show is not the cops; it's the the marshal service. Right. Well, they got the marshal service. They have a sheriff's department apparently, and they elect a constable. <laughs> yes. Well, yes. <laughs> constable Bob is a. I've, I've, a duly I'm elected sure, official. Yeah, like it's one of those like he w- always wanted to be a cop, and so this was kind of their way of shutting him up, kind of a thing. <laughs> I don't think if I don't think if Bob wasn't around that they'd have a constable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see what you're saying. All right, so how long was he sheriff for? Uh, he was sheriff for maybe two seasons. He was on the show since the beginning, though, but in the background. Because um, when Boyd was working in a coal mine, mm-hmm. uh, Shelby was like the foreman there. Really? And, okay. Yeah. And Boyd pulled off a big heist where he like blew up the coal mine and got away with a bunch of money. Oh, that was and, him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And he Never was involved with some other people, some other criminals, and the only way for him to get away was to, like, blow up the mine, kill them, and uh, Shelby was, like, in the caught in the middle of it, and Boyd saved his life, and so uh, Shelby didn't tell anybody about uh, Boyd's true involvement in the crime. And then later on, when Boyd came to be a bigger player in the criminal world... Uh, he got Shelby elected sheriff so that, you know, he would have the sheriff in his pocket. Gotcha. And, of course, Shelby, played by the excellent Jim Beaver of Supernatural fame. <laughs> yes, yes. Which he even, I mean, even his real name is awesome, Jim Beaver. <laughs> yes. He was, I mean, he was, like, he was there. He didn't really have a lot to do in this episode, but mm-hmm. he was the constant um, like all of the tertiary characters of the show, like uh, what's his name, Tim, like he yeah. got to sh- he got to shine this episode. Um, Art, he, my recollection is he does something pretty much just about every episode. It may not be the most important part of the episode, but he's always there around, always around. Art um, Mullen is my fucking spirit animal. <laughs> I want to keep a bottle of bourbon in my desk, just like Art. Unfortunately, uh, Nick Searcy is actually kind of like a hardcore Republican stooge, isn't he? I don't know. Um, There's, I think it's the episode before this where they haven't figured out who um, Shelby is or caught him yet. Okay. Where he's gotten away and and everyone on the Marshalls team is like, what are we going to do? And uh, Art is like, well, first of all, we're going to take a second and just appreciate what a badass this guy is. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're going to go catch him. When when, um, Raylan's talking about Constable Bob and he's like talking to the bad guys and he's Mm -hmm. like, and you see, he looks that way because of his interactions with YOLO or whatever (laughs) name so he set the bar kind of high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, normally um, Raitland is the shining star of, it, of the episode, but this was really a team effort. Yeah. I, he was pretty much in the background most of the episode. He I had mean, a good once it came, he, he sort of like quarterbacked the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Once it came like to a head at the high school, mm-hmm. like that's when he got to shine. But even even Boyd throughout the entirety of this episode, he played like he played the part of I don't know, Raylan decoder. Like he just yeah. figured out every fucking move that Raylan was gonna make throughout the entire episode, like a half a second after Raylan figured it out himself. Right. The uh the that 
So there was one, two, three. The three interlacing, possibly four interlacing stories played out and tied together so beautifully. Like it's yeah. it's a it's a true testament to how this is directed and, and actually written. That, like I didn't expect it. Yeah, like, and they usually they usually have a couple different plot lines in, in an episode and they'll the the level of connection is varies. But this one it was sort of like there were three separate stories, but they're all sort of really connected at the main hub of like who's gonna get Drew. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it was really, really well done. Like they <laughs> they cry they crowned Constable Bob with, with the, the, the the idea of how to actually get Drew out of out of the town, mm-hmm. which 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 I thought was sweet seeing as he got the most shit kicked out of him in the episode. Right. Right, man. Th- that fight scene was visceral, brutal. Like, yeah, they really—they don't pull punches on this show. <laughs> no, they do not. I mean, even um, when Boyd, I guess for lack of a better term, was being interrogated by Nick at the beginning of mm-hmm. the episode, like that—it's—it's it's rough. They got it. Yeah, they got a couple of good shots on him, but it was really nothing compared to Bob. Oh no, Bob. Yeah, th- and that. YOLO, the, the death of YOLO. <laughs> I have a problem saying YOLO, but I'm going to let it go. Well, I, mean, I think that character was really well named because, like, what an asshole. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, me watching this episode now means that I have to go back, find where I left off, and continue watching this show. Yeah, you do. Because, like, I forgot how good this show was. I have to do that, too, but I'm... F- further ahead than where this episode is it's all it's it's only has six seasons right i can't find him listed on the imdb page who Who? the uh shelby oh it's cast and crew jim beaver he's like midway down the page if you're looking at imdb above cult cult uh... colton cult roads below boyd Jim Beaver. We all know Jim Beaver. Oh, I see. They got the wrong picture on this. On the oh. mobile app, they have a picture of a uh, oh, with the uh, Dicky. Oh. Oh. Next to his name. That's not Dicky. <laughs> That's not Dicky. Looks like nope. Dicky. That's his picture from Supernatural. Dude, he looks like Dicky. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> I don't yes, know who Dicky is. Who's Dicky? He's another character. Dicky Bennett, another character from Justified. Uh, interesting. So, quick question. Yes. There was an interaction between Nick and Ava. Is that her name? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> that third dude in the room? Johnny. Johnny. Now what's he has he has something for Ava? Like he's got a, he's got he's got the feels for her, I feel. Cousin Johnny. Yeah. yeah. He's that... kind of he's a just a he's a piece of shit. <laughs> Okay. I never really bought Johnny's attraction for Ava. Like, his motivation more always seemed to be, like, screwing over Boyd because he was, you know, sick of of playing second fiddle to Boyd. Okay. So they they sort of tacked on that. Oh, Ava, I love... Even when Johnny Munaray, who... The the actor who plays it, when he delivered that line, Ava, I love you. I didn't really buy it. <laughs> like, dude, I think that's the thing. Like, it's always been this. I, I, I bought it as just like this sad shame that he had. Like, you know, he was probably like had a thing for her back when she was married to a. Uh, she was with Raylan, right? She wasn't with Bo. Was the she dad? She was with everybody. She was with Bo. Is the dad? Who she was, is the town bicycle. Who was? Uh, who was <laughs> Boyd's brother? Bowman. Boyd has. Bowman. So, what yeah. was the dad's name? Bo. Bo. Well, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Creative names in this uh, <laughs> Kentucky holler. So at what? Okay. So she was with Raylan for a couple yes. of seasons, right? Like mm, maybe one. Oh man, she was with maybe them I have. First yeah, season. first season she was uh, with Raylan. When did she get with Boyd? Season two, I think. Season two, yeah. Wow, I don't have any recollection of that, so I may have to go back even further than I thought. 
It mm. might have been, yeah, it might have been like midway to the end of season two, but dude, just start from the start from the scratch, man. Just go for it. Yeah, you watched all the Gilmore it's... Girls on a freaking whim. I'm sure you can take Justified. No problem. Are you gonna ever let me live that down? Jesus Christ! It was an amazing feat, and I'm damn proud of you for it. <laughs> I'm just saying, that was a lot of show. There was there was totally more Gilmore Girls than Justified, wasn't there? Yes, yeah. a lot more. And you uh, pounded and that back, and like it's in no way time. faster. Everything in this show is just a little bit slower. And I think it's because of the Jesus. twang. <laughs> Can you could you remember could you imagine Boyd like running around Stars Hollow? Like, man, he'd fit right in with those conversations. <laughs> I like you. You use forty words where four will do. <laughs> yep. That's one of the best things I love about Boyd and that scene with Ava. <coughs> I felt like she was doing her best Boyd impression. <laughs> where she was and just kind of dancing as fast as she could to get away from those guys and uh it worked as soon as she chose the drink i knew what was coming yeah i mean like, nobody was... chooses a flammable beverage for innocent reasons so yeah i'm well see i didn't know any i didn't know that at all <laughs> just that's well, she started with the beer and and it, the, the whole tie-in with the cigarette lighter and i'm like oh she's she's making her escape right now is is Mike O'Malley going to be set on fire? Let's watch. <laughs> Can we just acknowledge real quick how awesome it is that Walt Goggins is going to be in Ant-Man and the Wasp? Like, that's just is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even their real names in this show are great. Not just Jim Beaver, but Walton Goggins. Oh. Timothy Oliphant. Oliphant. As they refer to him on uh, one of my other favorite podcasts, they call him Timothy off with his pants. <laughs> oh, son of a... <laughs> well, Karen, real, good choice. Yet again, giving me more television to watch, and I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I just love this show. And one thing I love about this episode is that a big, like involved this sort of like brought everybody to a big climax at the end and that sort of thing is usually a season finale this is episode 11 out of 13 they still had a big like showdown at the end of the season about something else oh really yeah because i felt like that should have like been the end of the season i knew it wasn't but i I felt like maybe that like they'd go into like more about what happens to like Sheriff Shelby, like going to court or does he make it? Does he get picked off out of town? Oh, there's what? still more story. Okay. Good season. This is such a good show. <laughs> I just recently did a full series rewatch of it, like I think last year sometime. It's so good. It's so good. And I got so jealous of it that I took on my own rewatch, but Man, there's a I'm lot slower. of fucking justified in your house. <laughs> well, she can't. Well, st- I streamed it at work, and oh, okay. she can't stream at work as easily as I can. So uh, I see. I see. So, so I, I just like, watch and that's it. one of the reasons I didn't pick up on a lot of the stuff during my rewatch, like because I just listened to it most of the time. Like eighty percent of it is just me listening to it. So some of the visual cues I didn't really pick up on. Gotcha, gotcha. And I just watch it when you guys are recording Stone Age Gamer. <laughs> it's your go-to. That means you get at least two to three episodes in because those guys don't shut up. Man, those guys over at Stone Age Gamer can talk. Wednesday Woo! night, Raylan Given saves my soul. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break, um, and we'll talk some news when we get back. Stay tuned. A new episode of everybody's favorite gaming podcast has arrived just in time for, well... Whatever occasion you need to justify listening to an awesome gaming podcast. Our heroes cover everything from new Unearthed Arcana to Clue Supernatural Edition to even a deck building game about deck building. How meta. Catch all the excitement in You Shall Not Pass Go, episode 18. Keep calm and summon Pact Blade. Geekade's Dave Diorio is not ashamed of his fears. 
One of said fears is prison, which has led him to really enjoy media that focuses on it. So you can imagine how excited he was when he learned that there was a new podcast in town that was created and produced by real-life inmates about real-life life in prison. Thing is, the new podcast is more than it seems, and not necessarily in a good way. Find out what he thinks in Budsworthy Ear Hustle, located in the Think Tank. Episode 2 of Geek Aid's new comic book podcast is here, and you shouldn't care just because I said so. No, you should care because it's a great place to hear people talking about comics. They look at Spider-Man Homecoming, Dennis Hopeless's run on Spider-Woman, and even a few things that don't feature the word spider. Don't miss Nonstop Comic Shop, Episode 2. Aunt May, I'm coming home. You can catch all this great stuff plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. Hey, Evan. Yes, Chris. Do you know what time it is? I am I am I am not familiar with what time it is. What time is it, Chris? Well, if you check your watch, I'm sure that you'll see that it is time for the Dragon Ball Super 60 second summary. It is. You are absolutely correct. I am always correct. I'm just kidding. I'm rarely correct. But I am correct about it being time, and I'm ready to start right now. So, last time we were in the middle of the uh, tournament, which we are still in the middle of the tournament, and they fought off all the Pride Warriors, which were basically like the Power Rangers, right? They did all these silly, silly poses and whatnot. They all had matching uniforms, and it was great. So, this, w- this week, they decided to focus on, a team of, uh, focus on a team of characters that are basically the Sailor Moon characters. And it was absolutely hilarious. Like, it actually got kind of grating for a little while as all these characters were all, like, doing these silly poses and there were speed lines behind them and everything and they did all these transformations. And in the middle of a transformation, Android 17 just blew half of them up. It's like, hey, you screwed up our transformations. Like, you were just sitting there doing weird poses and stuff. It's a tournament, so I blew you up. And then they they fought. And the fights were pretty darn cool, uh, but they all got knocked out in the end. And I don't even remember who did it. It was mostly the androids. They had a lot of fun uh, beating folks up. And now it looks like Goku might be finally getting ready to fight that big-headed uh, guy that's in charge of the Pride Warriors, which we've all been waiting for. It's going to be awesome. Ta-ta. Thank you, Chris. I could tell when when the show is not as packed as, as as some of the other ones, you, you have a you have a pacing difference. It's really how much of it that I can remember. Like there was some, I, I wish I could remember what it was. There was a a point in this episode that made me audibly like whoa out loud. Like there was just a really really cool fight between Android eighteen, and, uh, sorry seventeen, and one of those people. There's some really 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 cool fight scenes in this. Gotcha. And we're back. Let's talk some news. <laughs> the end. Disney, Netflix. Ah, no. <laughs> we'll get to that. Oh, my God. Woo. Um, okay. So they're already talking about the epic hoo-hoo crossover for the Arrowverse this year. And apparently all four shows, um, they're re- like they're rejiggering up the, uh, the like the days that they're actually airing the shows, so like they're actually maybe gonna do it right this year. Yes, they, they, yeah, they said they're airing it as two like mini movies, right? Yeah, it's yes. gonna be a four show two night thing, and all four shows are gonna be fully involved instead of that bullshit they did last year with Supergirl. Yeah, <sighs> so the, the and then there was the like the Legends of Tomorrow episode that was like. And now there's a bunch of characters that you don't know or care about. Like, if you didn't watch all those shows, then their respective episodes, specifically the Legends of Tomorrow one, just really felt so shoehorned. But if they just do, like, a two-thing event that's just like, and here it is, all the characters woven together in these two things go, that's great. Mm -hmm. I'm all for it. And apparently there's going to be some sort of relationship or romantic issue going on, so... Not much news or information was given about that, but <laughs> this whole thing is centered around Iris. I'm leaving. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, I did. There was a little tidbit at the end of this at the article end. Yeah, that I, I said... liked. Uh, <laughs> they said <laughs> that uh, the CW boss heard how happy you were with how dark the Flash got and promised that the 
non along with the non-speedster villain for season four, Flash is going to try to find the lightness of the first two seasons. So thank hooray. Jesus. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, I mean, look, Arrow got its shit together this year, so uh, I, I, yeah, anything's. I you can always forgive a show one bad season because even the Flash. Even this season not being great was still better than bad, you know. It was, mm-hmm. it was watchable. It was was all right. It had its moments. HR's dead, so <laughs> we've got nowhere to go but up, guys. Jesus, There's so many God. universes. Okay, HR is showing up again. Well, there's not that iteration. I don't care what iteration of Harrison Wells you pull in. Just not another pork pie hat wearing drumstick toting moron. <laughs> I feel like they're going to stick with it. We'll see. We'll see. What do you mean stick with They killed him. They're going to and find done another it, one. That not is, another one of that guy. They've had a different one, Wells yeah. every season. They've been totally different every season. There's going to be something that's going to be fucking annoying about him. I, I just, it's just a gut feeling. That's it. Something's going to be up. Um, Chris, you posted this next thing. For what reason? I have no idea. <laughs> Is this the Kermit thing? Yes. <laughs> because it came up in my feed, and I was like, well, I mean, Dragon Ball and the Muppets are both TV things, so and this, this is so absurd, I need to find someone to share this with. <laughs> so, this is the comment that you made. So, this is TV adjacent. <laughs> I, it, it was a... What is it? It's so, a sorry, so there's, generated- a, there's a game... No, it was a game. There is an actual game called um, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. Okay. And someone decided that the character... Ro- it's a fighting game. Okay. Someone decided that the character roster needed to include Kermit the Frog. And so somebody didn't. made a functional Kermit the Frog and hacked him into Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. And so there's this whole video of Kermit the Frog fighting Dragon Ball characters. <laughs> Limbs flailing about the Yay! place. <laughs> it cracked me up. I'm just laughing at my desk watching the absurdity of essentially Kermit the Frog going Super Saiyan. <laughs> I just had to share my joy. Well, now you get to share it with our entire listening audience. A link for that video will be in the show notes. Um, <laughs> you're right. welcome. You're welcome, people. Now, when I first read this, I, I, I negated in my mind the fact that it said YouTube Red. I got really excited that they are making a Karate Kid TV sequel. Okay. You did? I did. Because it's it's got Ralph Macchio, it's got Billy Zapka. I'm for that. I, I want to well, see you that. You know what? Happen. Karate Kid 3 had uh, Ralph Macchio in it too, you know. But it did not have Zapka. Fair enough. Okay. There was a there was a serious Zapka lack. Um this is going to be on YouTube Red, which I'm not 100% sure what that is. I guess that's the pay version of YouTube. Um, it's going to be a half-hour comedy show uh, called Cobra Kai. Apparently, it's going to take place after the events of the first three films. I don't know. Are they? I, so, the, was when was the next Karate Kid? That, that was, was the fourth, fourth one. one. Okay. Yeah. So, that was when it went girl and then it went will smith um yeah but that was like a reboot that 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 didn't take place in the same universe can i just say that uh will smith needs to get his damn dirty hands off the karate kid (laughs) because uh as far as i i didn't watch it but as far as i know that jaden smith one was pretty terrible yeah and this show is now being produced produced by will smith's company like dude back off my karate kid Step away from the kid. I mean, not that I care that much about the Karate Kid, but it is a beloved property. It is. I I love the original Karate Kid. I'll watch that movie any day of the week. Parts two and three are, you know, they are, they, they, I feel that move, the movie series got progressively worse. I never saw the next Karate Kid with Hilary Swank. I just never got around to it. And anytime you want to go like streaming Karate Kid, there's like here's the Karate Kid trilogy, and then part four is like three dollars. I'm like, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna make me pay for that one. Um, it apparently is quite the beloved property because there was some sort of bidding war between Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, AMC, and 
YouTube Red and YouTube Red One. So wow. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. Apparently they were like major television producers and fucking YouTube for some reason. <laughs> it's going to be YouTube really, really wants to be taken seriously in this whole subscription market. Like, no, and I get that, but they're not there yet. I, I don't understand how they won a bidding war with four already established content producers. Well, maybe the, the bidding war was like capped. Like Netflix is like, all right, we'll only spend a buck 50 on this. If you want to give it to yeah. us, we'll take it. Amazon said that makes seventy five. Hulu said two fifty. AMC. I don't know anyone who is paying for YouTube Red. I mean, that's because we don't know any millennials, and apparently that's who it is. Uh, it's all the millennials. really. I mean, are they? Because like, what are they paying for? I don't know. That's what their commercials say. Is it's like it's TV for us, and the us implied is younger people. Because mm. you can watch it any way you want to, like because it's YouTube. But, like, that's the thing. YouTube is free. And so, like, the YouTube Red is like, hey, you want to watch this without commercials? And, oh, oh, my favorite feature of YouTube Red is, so back before YouTube Red was a thing, YouTube, you could, like, turn it on and then run it in the background on your phone. You could do multitasking. So, like, if you just wanted to listen to a podcast on YouTube and then look at the internet, you could do that. Mm -hmm. But then, like, a month before they launched YouTube Red, they took that functionality out of the YouTube app, and now that is something that you have to pay for. So if you want to use YouTube and, like, say listen to an AI podcast on YouTube and then switch over to the internet, you can only do that on your phone if you pay for YouTube Red, which is a dick move. And why I've officially decided that I will never pay for it. <laughs> I just worked this like, out right here on the show. I will not be paying for this. Here's this thing we used to do for free. Not It's not even a service they provided. Like That's the thing that really gets me. It's not like... It was a, a feature of the app. It is a basic feature of your phone. That is the way your operating system works for everything. Mm -hmm. And the YouTube said, we're going to remove this functionality unless you pay us money. And that is a dick move. That and they keep trying to sell it to me. Like, I'll close YouTube for a while and then I'll open it back and be like, hey, you want to try YouTube Red? You want to try YouTube Red? You want to try YouTube Red? You want to watch this without commercials? We got you. We, we got you, fam. You want to well, do this without with, commercials? With with the the... You know, them trying to push the YouTube Red. Fucking commercials have gotten crazy on YouTube. That is true. Like, ridiculously. And, like, not matching either. This shit comes up. This, is, this shit is a problem, all right? We'll be watching children's videos with John, and then, like, a preview for a hideous horror movie will come up, or, uh, like, a political advertisement about how, like, oh, politicians haven't been able to get health care right in 40 years, and it'll show up between three every, every single episode of Blippi. It'll show up with, like, this thing about politicians, or a horror movie, or some weird sex thing and it's like youtube what the shit kids are watching this okay fuck you out loud and YouTube. you can like you can change that in your settings but you really shouldn't have to yeah you really shouldn't have to they should not be able to advertise shit like that between 20 trucks videos yeah like you <laughs> um you don't have to change your settings when you're watching tv they already you know, and it, it doesn't make sense. Like you're not hitting your target demographic when you're advertising, you know, a violent video game during a kid's program. The kid's not going to be able to buy that. Yeah. Like your three-year-old is watching shapes and colors. And then all of a sudden a trailer for Mortal Kombat 7 comes out and, you know, Sub-Zero is doing jump rope with some dude's spine that he just ripped out. And there's blood and screaming everywhere. And they're like, by Mortal Kombat! The yellow ball is yellow. <laughs> so apparently, Get your shit together, YouTube. Uh, they're going to be doing 10 half-hour episodes. It's going to be a comedy. So that strikes me as a little weird. Yeah, that's, that is... There's nothing normal about this whole story, so... That's true. Par for the course. Um, let's let's move on to my weird posting for this week. I don't know why this tickled me so much. Maybe it's because I worked so many horrible, horrible days at Hollywood Video. But apparently, the, there is one blockbuster still around. It is a privately owned blockbuster, so it didn't fold when the rest of the corporation folded. 
And that 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 store has a Twitter account. And it is some of the funniest shit that I've read all week. I've been following Last Blockbuster for a while. I was not aware that it it actually is run by a store. I thought it was a parody account. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, so, like it it helps, I guess, being familiar with the video rental world. But like the the first one, the first tweet that they post on this is please stop sending us photos of abandoned blockbusters that's like us sending you photos of your dead grandparents that's just funny okay yeah there was another one they just posted today like or the other day that damn it my stupid phone is so slow a lot of people don't know this Uh, but we own a large portion of netflix just kidding our electricity just got shut off (laughs) (laughs) hope you all had a nice week Nice, relaxing summer weekend. We just pawned our gumball machine. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, like, what kind of business could they do? I don't know. It's here. Sometimes we'll get excited when a car pulls into our lot, but then it turns out they're just divorced parents passing along their children. (laughs) (sighs) Well, I think, you know, since that industry is basically dead, wherever it is, like, they probably are a novelty, you know? It's like... I just thought it was fun. I wanted to share it with you guys um, and the rest of the listening audience. Um, Let's talk about a pay service that makes sense and is doing the right things with their money. Netflix has apparently bought Millar World. Now, for those of you not not familiar with comic books or the, the world of comic books, Millar World is Mark Millar. And his stuff, his stuff, most notably for you, would be like Kick-Ass and and Kingsman. But there's a lot of stuff in that universe. And now Netflix has it. That was a proper buy. I'd watch a Kick-Ass TV series. I'd watch a Kingsman TV series. Uh, Nothing against the movie and or movies. I mean, I haven't seen the second one yet, but uh, I really liked the first one. What is, I think Malar World is also Jupiter's Legacy, if I'm not mistaken. And that's really good. Um, There's a lot of good stories. Was that here. Happy or was that Image? I think Happy was Image. But I think that bought, that got, that got um, purchased from somebody Yeah, I know by, somebody's by doing something with that. Yeah. Um. Mark Millar has has a really good eye for for creative storytellers, and he brings them in to his fold, and he just sort of like shapes them, and it because a, a lot of good stuff comes out of there. So, absolutely worth every cent, whatever they spent on it. I mean that they they'll be able to just huck. Oh my God, it is Jupiter's Legacy as well. Huck one of the. I mean, so much good stuff. We did a whole like run on uh, paper cuts back when paper cuts was a thing on just the comic huck like so good so so good um so hopefully we'll get a, a lot of that stuff showing up on netflix and hopefully soon because you in a later story you'll uh, we'll explain what's going on with netflix and disney um this kind of surprised me the next one, apparently, and, and apparently the Inhumans, you know, the early viewings of it were, were not liked. There's a lot of criticism for it. Now, that didn't surprise me. What surprised me was them fighting back. They were like, whoa, 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 listen, we're not done yet. <laughs> okay, so if you're not done, why the fuck are you showing people? <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's got time to recover like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did, you know? First chunk of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. wasn't great. It was okay. But I don't know, man. This just looks stupid. And I've never been a fan of the Inhumans either. It's just... I think they look stupid. Black Bolt's kind of cool, but... Like... They just look stupid. And... I don't think Medusa's one of those characters. Like, she... 
barely looks cool in the comics. Like, just barely. And most of the time, she still looks silly. Translating yes. that to live action is, is not working out well. It, it just looks silly. Like, when she grabs what's-his-face with her hair and that little trailer thing they show off, like, okay, still looks pretty silly. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a dog in this fight, but... Um the one thing that I have heard about this show is that the costumes look like cheap cosplay and I mm-hmm. can't disagree. Yeah. Like this woman's outfit. Mm. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. I don't know. I could make that and I'm not very good at making things. And apparently like they're doing, is it the first two episodes? The first two episodes are in IMAX, in IMAX theaters. And apparently like it's kind of pointless. Like why do that? Like just, I mean, it's not worth it being on IMAX. So I don't know. I think they really want it to be worth being on in IMAX. But this is all part of. We've been talking about this for ages. Marvel really wants you to like the Inhumans. Yeah, like they, they want the Inhumans to be a big deal. And yeah. the bottom line is, is that these are not well designed characters nope. to begin with. They're like. I'm sure they're interesting characters, and they've been written as interesting characters, but at the end of the day, if you don't even kind of look cool, it, it's that's a big part of it. And Black Bolt is, is neat, but Medusa's always been silly. Uh, Karnak... Karnak doesn't even... I mean, he, he looks ridiculous in the comic books. Like, no matter how you slice it, mm-hmm. he's just a dude with a big head. And, like... Lockjaw is adorable and neat, but again, that doesn't necessarily translate too well to live action. And I don't even know the rest of the names of these characters. It's, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm always pulling for for comic book properties to make it. Like, I want them to succeed because that's my world. Like, I like that stuff. I I just, I I do do not have high hopes for this. I do not either. I mean, I feel like I feel like the amount so of hard to make me forget about the X Men. Ex- exactly. I mean, there's it's so transparent that this is the plan. Like, Marvel doesn't own 100 percent of the rights to X Men right now, so we're gonna make the Inhumans the new X Men, and it just doesn't work. Like the the balance that they finally landed on in Agents of Shield with the Inhumans, I think, is as good as one could expect something like that to be right. It's a way of introducing superpowers without it being mutants, mm-hmm. but Holy heck, this show just, it could be all right. And it could get there. Like, and I'm not saying it can't, but end of the day, like your main character can't talk. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they're going to pull it off. I don't know. All right. Well, like I said, I hope that it works out. I don't expect it to, but I do hope it works out. Uh, this was this next one was kind of neat to me. Uh, <laughs> apparently, there is quite the budget for costumes over at Game of Thrones, and it's not enough because, <laughs> like, they went out to IKEA and purchased rugs to make capes. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I mean, this is a genius move in my opinion. It is, yeah. They have to make a lot of those costumes. Yes, they do. So you can't just, you know, be picky and go out and shave every sheep in the world. And you've got to to figure out a way to mass produce these kinds of things in an environment where, like, these outfits like this aren't just lying around. No, no. And it's, it's a huge chunk of their it's like I think it's more than ten million dollars per episode. Um, is what it costs to make an episode of Game of Thrones. And due to the fact that it is a period piece and it's a fantasy piece, like costuming is huge in that. Like it's a large, large chunk of it. And if they can find a place that has already mass produced, you know, a million Usable rugs pieces of that, fur that all look exactly the same yeah good on them like it's 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 outside the box thinking like that that gets stuff done 
And the the costume designer Michelle Clapton is she's really talented at what mm-hmm. she does. Uh, I mean, you you don't always notice costumes, but this on this show, like everything, every time you notice something, it's because it's well done. It's not like it's not like a mess. Right. Nothing, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But well, no, she's nothing good seems at her out job. of place, which is exactly is exactly what you need in in world setting like that. Yeah, um, it everything belongs usually, in this world that you you know you don't you don't know it because it's not real. But uh, you're like, yeah, if I was there, that's what these people would be wearing. It's also usually very easily removed. A lot of nakedness in that show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> um, I also like how this article asks whether there's a uh, Poang IKEA chair underneath the Iron Throne. <laughs> Just seeing the names of IKEA furniture makes me laugh. Um, Chris, you, you put up this next one about uh, Daniel Day Kim leaving Hawaii Five O, and mm-hmm. I didn't understand why. I, are you a, a fan, or is it because of the the I don't know the 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 the, the money point in it? That yeah, it was it was like I saw the headline and I was like, hmm, I didn't know he left a Hawaii Five O, and then I read into it and I was like, oh, right. wow, because neat. It is. It's impressive that he he did that. He he has moved on to become a producer uh, for the Good Doctor, but like the the reason it came like someone else and him and someone else left Hawaii Five O because uh, what is it over disparity between their pay and that of their white colleagues Alex O'Houlihan and Scott Kahn. Um. It's a shame that it's 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 still like that. I don't know the show. I, I don't know Hawaii Five-0. I've, I, I mean, I know the original, sort of. I've never seen this new one. Um, have either of you? Have not, no. Okay. No, no. We both saw some of an episode of Hawaii Five-0 at your parents' house in Wayne after the Super Bowl. <laughs> Really? Holy crap! Wow, <laughs> we that was that is what we have seen of Hawaii Five O, and clearly it was memorable because Karen remembers it very well. Uh, <laughs> it was like it was on for like fifteen minutes, and then we were all everyone in the room was like, "Well, nope." <laughs> I'm just Go curious as if it, if it's a a four person cast or if it's two people that are main cast and then two that are tertiary characters, like you know the help. Um, I'm pretty sure Daniel Day Kim was like w- w- the other, like the second lead on okay. the show. If that's the case, yeah, that shouldn't be. That you know, it. It's a goddamn shame that we're still living in a world like this. It really, really is. But he's doing the right thing. He's moving on to bigger and better things. Um, apparently, The Good Doctor started as a Korean series. I have no idea. Hmm. I don't know what the good doctor is either. Um. So yeah, I think we're seeing a a lot more of this, which makes me happy that uh, people, um, I guess celebrities, bringing entertainment properties from their native countries and making the transition over to America. Uh, like I guess the good doctor is an example of that. And Jane the Virgin is another good example. That was literally a telenovela in Mexico, and it got Uh adapted. Interesting. And now they've gone kind of meta because on Jane the Virgin, one of the characters is a telenovela star, and his big project now is to bring a a show from his country to the U.S. and make Mm. an American version of it. (laughs) What will they think of next? I mean, there's reality. definitely a lot of series out there that have been like, you know, borrowed from England, borrowed from Europe, borrowed from uh, English speaking countries um, mm-hmm. or countries with white people. Mm-hmm. But now they're and now I think that's getting spread out and being more diverse. And so I'm quite happy to see that. So as much as CBS sucks for not paying Daniel Day Kim as, as enough uh, as much as he deserves, maybe this is, you know. A win. There's there's a side win on this, right? I mean, it's it's it can't be. You know, he's going over to ABC, so 
We'll see. Wish him the best. Let's 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 hope things turn around a little bit more. Um, Karen, you posted up this next one, and I thought it was adorable. First off, I didn't even think that this was a thing. Um, Disney Channel has <laughs> features interracial lesbian couple, and other networks should catch up already. I love that title. That's a great title. Um, I do not have children. I am not familiar with this show. Um, <laughs> but I do like the term Dr. McStuffins. Yep. <laughs> Doc McStuffins. I, I, we don't, we're not a Doc McStuffins house, but okay. I don't know anything about it. From my contact with other people's children, I understand that Doc McStuffins is a, uh, a child who is a doctor who performs, uh, you know, medical help for stuffed animals oh that's adorable that's adorable (laughs) um apparently on this show there is an episode where a a child has two mommies and it's an interracial couple uh played by wanda sykes and portia de rossi which was great because like they're they're lesbians they're outspoken in the lgtbq community i mean like it just makes sense. I don't see a problem. I'm sure someone will see a problem with this. But in in the rest of the article, there are topics or, or, or points that have been brought up about other shows and, and where other things have happened. And it doesn't seem to happen that often. And No, and... You know, it's good for children's programming to catch up to what else, you know, what's going on in the rest of the world. Right. Um, and what I like about what they said about this particular episode is that it wasn't an episode about, oh, oh no. guess it, what? This kid has two mommies. It's just, you know, the kid they met in the normal course of the episode's events, and then they met the kid's moms. And that was it. Like, there was, there was something else happened in the episode um that brought them on screen and it was played as norm like it wasn't a thing and that's the right way to do it because that is the norm like it's okay so (laughs) i believe the main plot of this episode was that there was an earthquake caused when a dinosaur like stomped his feet too hard which is that will happen that will happen (laughs) (laughs) so good on you disney channel yeah, so if my kids want to watch Doc McStuffins, I'm definitely okay with that. Okay. As long as it's not Caillou. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what that is, and I don't want to know. You're better off. Okay. You're better off. Caillou is, is evil. All right. So from, from Disney doing a good thing to Disney possibly upsetting me, um, Disney... All right, I don't, I'm sorry. Okay, they're going to launch... a digital subscription service okay so they are ending their contractual obligation with netflix okay so um all of their live action stuff all of their like video on demand stuff all of that disney is now taking and putting it into their own service so they're removing it from netflix because Disney likes your money. Yes. Um, the problem is Disney owns Marvel. So we're not really sure what's going to happen with the properties that are in that Marvel block on Netflix. Um, they can keep Iron Fist. I, I, yes. Yes, Iron Fist was not <laughs> I'm a I'm sorry. I promise to shut up about Iron Fist now. <laughs> But the the fact is, is that that is a huge chunk of their. I don't want to say revenue, but it's like it's it's a it's a, a huge draw for them having those Marvel shows. Yes, and, and I will be annoyed if I have to go to another source to continue watching the bulk of that stuff. Yes. Um. Apparently. But, okay. You know, it's not like it's not like Netflix doesn't have a ton of other stuff. That they're doing, yeah. Well like Netflix with. isn't going to go under. Oh no! And that's another one of the things that I do approve a lot about Netflix is that a lot of their, it seems like a lot of their original properties are actually original properties, like Stranger Things and Orange Is the New Black. Like a lot of the Netflix stuff is, you know, 
stuff that they did. They're not mm-hmm. necessarily ad- adapting something from like some something that another giant property owns. Right. It's, so, it's original content, which is yeah, great. Not, um, granted, this Marvel stuff is freaking phenomenal, and I will be sad if uh, I'll be sad if it some it be, all of a sudden becomes barred behind a bad and or super expensive service but you know i'm uh, surprised they haven't tried to do this already well disney has has always been very um controlling of their properties you know with mm-hmm. the vault releases and stuff like that like you can't get every disney movie all the time which is exactly why i was so excited when they announced that that all the netflix or all the disney movies were going to be on netflix mm-hmm and turns out it was it, no. it was too good to be true. Yeah. Um, apparently, Disney is going to be uh, starting their streaming service in 2019. Uh, they bought, I don't know, like 40-something percent of a company called BamTech, which is a video streaming, direct-to-customer streaming service. Um, so, like, they're, they're boosting a company to take on Netflix. They spent a lot of money on it. They spent what is it, almost 1.6 billion dollars to acquire 42% of Bamtech. I don't know that I would call this necessarily taking on Netflix. I feel like this is kind of similar to like before there was a Disney Channel, you know? Like they they had their stuff airing on I think like whatever some sort of subsidiary thing, and then they were like, "All right, now we're making a Disney Channel." So, like, it's not like this is a market where multiple streaming services can't coexist with one another. Like, there's never going to be as as long as companies like Netflix and Hulu are creating their own original content. You know, there you're not going to get that content on other services. That's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. And I get the want for Disney to be like, all right, well, this whole streaming thing worked. We were partnering with Netflix. Now let's do it ourselves. And, I mean, what if they do even more than they did with Netflix? Like, if they start a streaming service that has just, you know, all the Disney afternoon stuff on it. Like, there's there's a lot of potential here for them to, to pull out a lot of properties mm-hmm. and, and, and get it rolling on there. And... I get why they're doing it. I don't think it's a bad move, and it, it kind of sucks that it's one more service that we might have to subscribe to, but this whole digital streaming thing is still pretty new, and I'm curious to see where it goes from here. Um, seeing seeing Disney take this kind of thing seriously uh, is one step, I, I think, one step toward the, you know, cable subscription service on demand as uh, that we want, you know, that a la carte shopping thing where you just have different streaming services or, you know, I want this channel or I want this channel. Like it's, it's got a lot of good and a lot of bad. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, we don't know any of the bad yet. We're we're assuming the bad. bad. Like I, it's, it's not the Disney XD isn't on a lot of cable subscription services, but if they're going to start putting the if they're going to put their Disney XD content like uh, Star Wars Rebels on this service then oh, hooray <laughs> that that having their content available on demand like what crap they like get you know nix the Disney vault and just like well here's all the Disney movies on this service you can pay us for this service and you'll have immediate access to all the Disney movies like shit that's that's a pretty sweet deal mm-hmm. and negotiating that kind of stuff with them being as tight with their properties, negotiating that with someone like Amazon or Netflix, like that, that was never going to happen. You know, there there were, there was never going to be some sort of long-term solution for that because Disney is like that. So if they wind up, this service has a lot of potential to be really cool because they're also doing a, an ESPN streaming service, right? Yep. A, 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 A second streaming service for, Major League Baseball, National Hockey, Major League Soccer, Grand Slam Tennis, College Sports. Um, 
it'll also be broken up into individual packages for just the sports, but they'll also or each each individual sport, uh, but there'll apparently will be the overall multi-sport service, which is great. There's really not any sort of competition for that now, outside of like uh, Direct TV, Dish TV, Dish. Is it Direct or Dish? One of them does Direct TV. Direct TV does football packages and yeah. whatnot. So. I don't know. It's the only thing that worries me is that the Disney company owns so many of the properties that are my mainstay. So mm-hmm. they could probably put any price on that they want, and I would end up paying it. Star Wars, Marvel, fuck, I I go to sleep to a Disney movie just about every night. So it's. I just hope they do. You know, they they use their powers for good. That is one thing that worries me because you would pay whatever you had to to get access to this content. Not everybody can. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when it comes to like high quality and classic children's stuff, sometimes I feel like it's a shame that not everybody will be able to have access to it because I mean, some, some families won't be able to afford a subscription to the Disney streaming, mm-hmm. whatever the hell it is called, and like Some just don't like even have high speed internet to to get it. <laughs> right when we, you know, when we were kids, not everybody got the Disney Channel, and if you didn't have the Disney Channel, you didn't get to see some of the cool stuff, and then you weren't one of the cool kids, and I, that feels like a shame to me. I get it. I mean, it's a money thing. It's not a mm-hmm. you know, let's make the world a happy, smiley place thing. But you know, there's a there's a that downside upsets me well we're all we're the the worries are the worries that we're making up for ourselves let's let's hold off to see what actually happens we got a couple of years before this actually takes effect so maybe we'll we'll get some new we'll pay attention to it as as news pops up about it um so that's it that's all i got for news i am i'm looking i I'm looking at our Slack chat and the image that I posted up for Disney ending Netflix deal. It looks like I got really excited because in the bottom corner, it looks like there's a Moon Knight character in the bottom corner, but it's not him. Whoa, who is that? I don't know. I don't know who that is, but it's not him. I think it might be Cloak. I think they might be doing oh, something. Yeah, like that that makes sense. Um which is also that's that totally th- looks like it's supposed to be Moon Knight though. Like there's a freaking moon on his yeah. chest. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, this is so totally a fan made image because we're looking at like Star, Star Wars, Wars and Marvel all mashed up together. So it could be some dude cosplaying as Moon Knight. <laughs> Who knows? All right, Chris, that's me. You got your spiel ready? Uh, sure. <laughs> and by sure, I mean no. Click, click, click. I forgot where I put it. That's why I was looking at the Slack chat, and that's not where that is. It's not in there. It's, it's here in my Google Docs, where it says that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow this show specifically at Trupcast. You can also find us individually on the Twitters. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen is at... Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And Evan, you can be found at... Geekade underscore Evan. Hey, if you're interested in more information about anything we discuss here tonight, be sure to check out the show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome. And appreciate it. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com where we post something new every stinking time we can. <laughs> Back to you, Evan. Thank you so much, Chris. Chris, it's your turn, though, right? It is my turn. All right. Wh- where, where are you taking us this week? Well, since we still haven't uh, been able to track down that episode of Made I'm looking for, uh, we are going to go take a look at a show that I have been wanting to love and I think this time I'm I'm gonna get around to really enjoying it. But uh, I I discussed this with a, our a, one of our fellow geek haters, and I have decided that we are going to watch Rick and Morty season one episode five, Me Seeks and Destroy. Trying again, huh? 
I am. I didn't dislike it the first time. I just didn't quite get it. And I feel like I, I definitely had the similar situation with Archer where I watched it and it didn't really click with me at first. Mm-hmm. And then I tried it again, and it was now it's like Archer's one of my favorite shows. Uh, okay. I caught today. Uh, I don't really understand how, but um, my friend seems to be able to post full episodes of Rick and Morty on Facebook, mm-hmm. and I, you know, saw that this one was about pickle Rick, uh-huh. and I was like, "What the hell is this?" And I went to watch like the first you know minute or two of it, and then I watched the whole episode. Uh-huh. Because uh, and I was laughing out loud at my desk, so I feel like this show is going to click. Man, with you me got this a time. cool job. <laughs> I do got a cool job. Man, I'm jealous. I was working while I did it, but still, yeah, it but was a uh, come on good stuff. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're gonna watch, and I remember this episode. I've seen this one before, and I do remember really enjoying this one. So yes, Rick and Morty, season one, episode five, Me Seeks and Destroy. Perfect, Chris. Thank you so much. All right, that's all we got for you this week, people. From all of us here at this week's episode. Actually, wait a minute. I want to throw this out there because this is the first recording that we've done since the Petathon. Anybody that is paying attention and that helped us out, we greatly appreciate it. We had a really good time. Uh, we raised a bunch of money, and we're just grateful for all of the people that, that participated with us so yeah just a a, a a thank you for all of those listening that actually participated big old thanks and at some point in the not too distant future you can catch it now but it's not edited but you'll be able to catch me and evan playing contra which was really fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> from all of us here at this week's episode i'm evan i'm karen where did you get those teeth good night And this concludes our broadcast day.